The bagpipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rab Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1. G1 Reeds and Chanters were played in 8 out of the 9 winning World Championship performances in 2017, including the newly crowned Grade 1 World Champions in Vararian District, and also for some bands, including the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, welcome along to another Big Rab Show podcast. Hey, hey, how are you all? Yes, we're back again for yet another week. Another podcast is here. We are the show for the piping folk. So if this is your first podcast, uh, that welcome. So I have to say, with last week's podcast, we introduced a load of new people, actually, that haven't ordinarily listened to the show before. That That is, if the analytics and stuff that we're getting are correct, but hey. Hello to all of our new listeners. It's awesome to have you along. Um, yeah, let's get straight into things. Like I said, if it's got bagpipes in it, around it, or near it at all, then we are the show for you. Yes, so let's get into things, shall we? Starting off with a bit of listener mail. Now, we did say in last week's show that we were getting very little in the way of voicemails. And thanks to the guys of the Chanter Rant podcast. Yep, shout out goes to you guys. Hashtag one of the six. Uh, the Chanter Rap Podcast guys actually threw a challenge out there to their listeners, uh, asking them to send in voicemail messages to ourselves. Uh, so, as a result, we actually have a few this week. <laughs> so, thank you guys to the Chanter Rap Podcast. We'll be talking about you guys later. Hmm. Yes, let's get on to it. Uh, first of all, let's get a message here that was received into the Rab Show from Andrew O'Sullivan. Andrew, thank you so much, and yeah, best of luck to Caramount Pipe Band, yeah, hope you have a safe trip over here, and uh, yeah, uh, St. Colin Kill United Gaelic Pipe Band from New Jersey, lifting the Grade 3B All-Ireland Championship was, it's still being talked about, (laughs) 
to be honest. I've had a lot of people saying, wow, did you hear that band from the US? They were something else. So, yeah, I've managed to hear a few recordings of the band uh, since the All-Ireland Championships. And, uh, yeah, definitely a force to be reckoned with, I think, in that grade, grade 3B. The sound, incredible. So, yeah, if the guys from the band are interested in coming on the shows, but you were chatting there about the Pipe Major and stuff, yeah, we'd love to hear from them. It'd be brilliant to get them on the show, get their opinion, and even to hear their story of uh, their trip here to Ireland and everything. It would be great to have them on. So, there you go. Awesome. Now... One thing that the Chanterang guys did encourage listeners to do, and this is kind of something a bit dangerous, so I wouldn't encourage you to do this, but they did ask you to send us in a voicemail while driving or operating heavy machinery. (laughs) Now, I can't recommend this. Uh, It's not big, it's not clever, but... mm, dangerous but hey only do so when it is safe to do so but yeah i'd love to get your voicemails in and one such voicemail has come in from one of our patrons mr jeremy downs hey big rab this is jeremy from lone star piper uh, i'm under the assumption that this is how we're supposed to send voicemails now i just want to let you know and appreciate your buddy and i can't wait to come over for worlds and hang out uh looking forward to it man We'll talk to you later. Hashtag FU Joe Brady. <laughs> oh, there you go. That hashtag is following per Joe Brady everywhere. So, yep, thanks, Jeremy. I really hope you were staying safe, brother, on the road there. Don't get yourself in any trouble. Uh, yeah, Lone Star Piper. Shout out goes to you guys. And shout out to the rest of our patrons. Yeah, those guys have clicked that support button. Yep, has to go to Lone Star Piper, of course. Source Bagpipes, Harris Kilts, and Brandon Moreno. You guys are awesome. Yes, and thank you so much, uh, Jeremy, for sending in that voicemail. And, yeah, the hashtag FU Joe Brady thing is, uh, is a chant around thing. And I actually want to start a bit of a movement here on the Big Rab Show. I think per Joe Brady gets a lot of stick from the guys there in the Chant Around podcast. For those of you who know who Joe Brady is, of course, uh, yeah, it won't take much of a Google search to find who, well, who Joe Brady is. He's a bit famous now in the piping world, thanks to the guys of the Chant Around podcast. I would like to start a movement of hashtag love you, Joe Brady. There you go. <laughs> Just to counteract the, the, all the abuse that's going his way. Hashtag love you, Joe Brady. Ah, you wee critter. There you go. I'm going to start that for the crack. <laughs> so, yeah, we got a lot of emails in, actually, from people who are going to be attending the World Championships, saying that they're looking forward to it, and thanks for the shout-out to all of their band and stuff. And, yeah, lots of really positive messages about last week's podcast. Now, I am very aware that last week's podcast was a bit of... A bit boring because it was me essentially reading a list of bands and yeah, that doesn't make for great listening. So to those people who have criticised the podcast and say, oh, come on, I can read the draw myself. Yeah, that's fine. Yes, I understand. And uh, yeah, I, we've done it last year. We've done the live draw thing last year. So we do it again this year. Whether it's your cup of tea, fair enough. But if not, mm, fair enough. Grant, we also got an email here in from Richie. Beatty. Hi, Richie. He says, hey, Rab, first off, great job to you and the team for the podcasts and the live feeds, and they're all fantastic. Keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. He says, I am a drummer, and I love playing in the pipe band competitions every year here in Northern Ireland. I am now a dad, and it's getting harder to find time away from home every Saturday throughout the season. An idea that may work or it may not. Okay. He says, less competition days, but play twice at each competition venue or for differing judges. Okay. He says, I'm thinking for maybe a 
domestic competition where there are less bands to deal with. So play an MSR in the morning, swap judges and play a medley in the afternoon. Have a top four and a best drums for each uh, MSR and medley. So keeping them as separate competitions. It will mean earlier starts and later finishes, but the days and competitions are held would be reducing as a result. So yeah, I can see that. So in turn, reducing the number of days away from home. I'm sure there are many flaws in this idea, but it may be something to debate regards Richard. There you go. Richard, thanks for your email, pal. And an interesting idea, and one that has been kind of reflected throughout the piping world this last while. I did ask people to drop comments uh, for this week's podcast on the Rab Show Facebook page. By the way, if you haven't been following the Rab Show Facebook page, you need to get on there because uh, that's where the majority of our content will be. <laughs> or is at the moment. So, yeah, we've asked people out there to comment below and get particular shout-outs and stuff. And a lot of commentary is coming on about the calendar itself. Uh, we've also had a huge debate on our Facebook page and on our Fuse FM live stream about the number cap on bands. This topic still seems to keep coming around. Uh, so, yeah, people arguing and arguing saying that the number cap would boost the lower grade bands with smaller numbers or even the higher grade bands with smaller numbers. And then people saying that the number cap wouldn't really help. And nah, 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 nah. It's all a bit complicated. But, yeah, loads of ideas in here about how to reduce the season. Uh, let me see. There's one here from uh, Andrew Graham. He said, why not have all the grades qualify on the Friday at the Worlds and the finals on the Saturday? It would be a more productive and would also get more spectators to the event. That's been argued, Graham. Yeah, why not have a full qualifying for every grade on the Friday? It's an interesting idea. Because for those who have been to the World Championships over the two days, the Friday is a bit of a strange day. There's no stalls open. There's maybe like one or two chip vans. A few portaloos are open, and that's about it. Um, yeah, and it's just a bit of a dry day with not much happening other than grade one bands furiously working, trying to get qualifications. So perhaps introducing more grades to qualification day would be a good thing. I don't know. Uh, here's one from Rodney Cranston. He says, why don't they bring back base prizes at every major competition? And is there a base champion of champions in Northern Ireland? That's a good question. We do give prizes here for best base section here in Northern Ireland competitions. But I do know we don't do it for major championships. And it's a big loss, I believe. I do think that that should have it in major championships. So, yeah, I kind of agree with you, Rodney. Bring back the best base section in major championships. We do have a champion's base uh, drum section in Northern Ireland, as far as I'm aware. On to William Miller. What about you, Ollie? He says, uh, how about reducing the amount of contests which in turn would boost a turnout from bands and spectators and would also help relieve people who have a busy family busy family and work life. Yes, and there's a lot of comments to the same. A lot of people seem to agree with Wally saying, yeah, there's simply too many competitions in the calendar, especially this season. This season has been absolutely relentless. It's been contest after contest. And uh, yeah, it's... yeah. Definitely one that we will certainly debate going forward because our calendar is being looked at. Our association, as you may have heard, whenever we were talking to Mr George Usher there at the UK Championships, he has said that he will be looking at every competition date this past season. And yeah, every competition will be reviewed as to its success and whether it shall continue in that particular venue or whether it shall continue 
in that calendar spot or even at all. So who knows, we may see a different piping season in front of us next year. We do have a serious amount of a domestic calendar uh, season in the piping world and sometimes it is just too much. Especially whenever you look at, yeah, there's hardly any grade one at most of our domestic calendar. Mostly the highest graded band on the day in any of our domestic competitions will be a grade two band. So, mm, I don't know. It's going to be interesting next season. I think we've got a lot to talk about. Yeah. Okay, swiftly moving on. On from John Savage. It says, how will Brexit affect affect the European Pipe Band Championships? (laughs) John, I have no idea, but I would love to find out. (laughs) Don't even get me started on Brexit. We are not a hard-hitting political podcast by any means. We're a piping podcast. But yeah, will Brexit have an effect on the European Championships? Don't know. Be an interesting one. Anyway, Todd Harper, he says, what will the future of pipe band recording technology look like? That's a very interesting question. I'm really not sure. That's a, mm, I don't even know what it looks like now, to be honest. We haven't got the most cutting-edge technology, we have to admit that, but yeah, we do try. So, I don't know, what does the future hold? I guess we'll wait and see. Alistair Martin, he says, uh, kilt hangers. Uh, methods and products to properly hang heavy wool garb. Yeah, transporting your uh, uniform from one venue to another can be a bit of a dodgy experience, especially with crumpled kilts and creased up shirts and everything. Uh, yeah, it is. Mm, who knows? We may visit that topic. It hasn't got much legs, I don't think. Yeah, but are there various different products out there for transporting your uniform? In my experience, it's been a kilt hanger stuffed into... Uh, like a soot bag and that's it you stuff all your stuff into this massive soot bag and just hope it doesn't get too badly crumpled in the back of the car or the coach or whatever you're traveling in so i don't know is there any kind of kilt technology out there for the transportation of said garment who knows don't know but yeah i'm sure you guys can email us in let us know your opinions you can mail us in bigrabshow at gmail.com and yeah as you've just heard we love to get voicemails so all you have to do is record them on your mobile device uh, if you're listening to us now on our cell phone or whatever you can just use the voice recorder record a little clip and your voice can be on the podcast as well just give us a shout out say hello to your best mate or whatever and even a shout out to your band whatever you want to put on it that's cool, as long as it's, yeah, no swearing involved. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah. Please send us in your voicemails, your questions, all of that sort of stuff. Show at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. Right, let's get into it. It's been an insanely busy week in the piping world this last while. And uh, let's talk about, first of all, the County Antrim Championships that were in Glenarm. Yeah, it was on Saturday the 14th of July and it was a little bit of a strange competition, not gonna lie. There wasn't too many bands at this one, which is what made it so strange. It happened in a very bad time in the calendar. Like I've said to you guys that the 12th of July here in Northern Ireland is a public holiday. So a lot of bands would have membership that are away in the sunshine, away enjoying themselves on their vacation. So, at this time of year, it's incredibly difficult to field a band, and that's what we've seen at Glenarm. There was a very, very poor turnout to Glenarm. Very few bands actually juking it out. But that was not to say that the competition was a damp squib. Because I have to say, to be honest, the bands that turned up played out of their skin. They really did up the... (laughs) 
up the standard, to be honest. So, yeah, some of the performances on the day were actually incredible. Some of these bands really starting to find form at this time of the season, which is good timing, I think. Anyway, let's go through the results very quickly. Uh, novice drum majors, first of all, went to Carries Graham of Uppercross Gar. Well done, Carries. A junior then went to Abigail Wenlock of Shots and Decade. Well done, Abigail. And winning ways again. On to the juvenile grade then, it went to Cara Gilmer of the Scottish Fire and Rescue Service. Well done, Cara. Again, lifting another title. And the county Antrim champion drum major, senior drum major, went to Lauren Hanna of Loman and Clyde. Well done, Lauren. Okay, looking at our bands then, in Grade 4B, first place, we had Grancha, who done it quite convincingly with ones right across the board. Congratulations, Grancha. Uh, looking at Grade 4A then, it went to McNeilstown, who lifted the top spot, so congratulations, McNeilstown. On to Grade 3B, we had Major Sinclair, Major Sinclair Memorial, managing to lift it there in Grade 3B. And then our top grade on the day was Grade 3A. And yeah, Marlaku managed to lift the top spot. No big surprise there. They were the only grade 3A band there. And has to give uh, props to Major Sinclair, by the way, who actually played up the grade to grade 3A to have a go. So why not? Yeah. So congratulations, Marlaku, our County Antrim champions. Now, looking forward to what's next in the RSPBA Northern Ireland Championship calendar. Yeah, it's the Ulsters. The Ulster Championships are this weekend. And I am all sorts... (laughs) All sorts of stupidly excited for this one. It's going to be held in Donard Park in Newcastle. Yes! Oh my god. So excited for this. It's been so long that we've had a competition in Donard Park in Newcastle. So those guys who are listening locally here in Northern Ireland or even Ireland in general... You guys will know what an amazing venue this is at Donard Park in Newcastle. It's just breathtaking it's right at the foothills of the Moran mountains right down at the seafront there with the, uh, the seaside and it's just awesome what an incredible venue it is so yeah donard park piping comes back to newcastle baby so yeah let's look at the ulsters the ulster championships is kind of seen as one of our national championships here and the island of ireland we have the all ireland championships and the ulsters so this is quite a big affair Uh, So looking at Grade 4B, we have 14 bands in there. So that's not bad, actually. 14 bands in Grade 4B. And, uh, yeah, I have to give a particular shout-out, actually. There was a band that kind of drew our attention, and that is McDonald Academy. Yeah, this is their first competition. Now, McDonald Academy, as you may or may not know, is the development band of McDonald Memorial, who compete in Grade 4A. So there you go. They have a development band out, all full of learners, and I have to give a special prop to them and, yeah, shout out to them. So, awesome to see you on the grass, guys, at McDonald Academy. Cannot wait to hear you, and I hope you have the best tune possible. Oh, I have to give a shout out as well on the podcast to Mr. Cecil Tate as well, of course, of McDonald Memorial. Good friend of the show who's recently been in bad health. He was laid up in hospital there not too long ago. So, I'm glad to hear that he's out of hospital and fighting fit and will be there in uh, the Ulster Championships here in Newcastle, so I look forward to seeing him. All of, Yeah, can't wait. Good to see you back on your feet again. Right, let's look at Grade 4A then. Speaking of which, there is 10 bands in there. Not bad at all. There is 5 bands in Grade 3B. Not too bad. And looking at Grade 3A, you've got 6. 6 bands in there. Uh, grade 2, you've got 5, actually, which is not a bad competition for, for Grade 2. Column Kill, New Ross... Are making the journey. We have Rivara, Kloss Kelt, and Manor Cunningham. So not a bad grade two in there. Now we also have a grade one on the day. Woohoo! 
you may say. Uh, but there's only one band. Boo. There you go. We've got the PSNI. Police Service in Northern Ireland are taking the run out at Donard Park this weekend. So it'll be interesting to see what they have to bring. Police Service in Northern Ireland have had a pretty difficult season. I'm not going to lie. They've kind of been languishing around the latter half of the table. Maybe... I don't know if it's justified or not. Maybe you could disagree with me, but I think they have had a bit of a rough time this season. So I don't know. They have had some good runs this year, but just not producing the results, maybe. Anyway, but yeah, here's hoping they're going to have a great run at Newcastle and suddenly find a newfound form when it runs into the latter half of the season. Because we're getting there, the latter half of the season. Can you believe it? Dumbarton's only just around the corner, the last major yeah, Scottish Championships are the 28th of July in Dumbarton. And that's only, what well, from the day of recording this, this is only nine days away. Can you believe it? Now, obviously, as soon as the last major of the championship happens and it closes the doors and we all know who our Scottish champions are, that's when everyone starts talking predictions. So, yes, we are no strangers to that, making unfounded predictions here on the show. And we will be doing that ourselves. As soon as the Scottish Championships wrap up, then we'll be looking towards the World Championships happening in sunny Glasgow. And, uh, yeah, making our predictions show. Now, let's get through some piping news. Recently just published was the draw for the World Championships. Now, this drew a lot of confusion because you guys managed to listen to the podcast last week and you got my live reaction to the draw as it was published. Then it was suddenly noticed, uh, whoops, we messed up, we need to draw this again. Yeah, we need to draw this again. So the RSPBA noticed, whoops, we made a boo-boo and had to do grade one again. Now, the reason behind this is because they used the banned placings from 2017. Now, this drew even more confusion from the piping world. There was a statement put up on the RSPBA website to say, we've made a mistake, we've had to redraw grade one, and this is the reason behind the mistake and the correction and da-da-da-da and apologies. Right? That was it. Now, tonight, here on the 18th of July, as I'm recording this, the RSPBA have put up... After, I'm sure, tons of phone calls and letters and just messages of concern, bands have been crying out to the association, asking for clarity on the process used to place bands in the qualifying heats of the worlds. So, they've put up a massive big statement. This came from John Hughes, the chairman. So, apparently this process has been followed since 2013, was put in place by the music board, recommended back in 2012... And I don't know about you guys. I've read this statement a few times now. And the more times I read it, the more times I get confused. Looking at grade one, it says the top 12 bands will be identified by the result of the world championships in the previous year. Even numbers will be allocated to one heat and the odd numbers will be allocated to the other. Okay, I can get that. But then whenever it goes into other grades, it gets even more confusing. The top 12 bands will be identified by combining the results of the championships in the same year. The results of the championships. Right, which championships are you talking about? So prior to the date of the draw of the worlds, uh, where ties occur, standard and existing separation criteria to be used. And they give all this, like, I don't know, it's really confusing. 
I don't know. I'll leave it for you guys to read. Rather than me trying to break it all down into small, minute detail. The statement is up there now on the RSPBA website as to how bands were selected for their qualifying heats in the draw. Now, this process has been followed since 2013. Yes, we can understand all that. But the actual process itself is so incredibly dumbfounding and just not straightforward. You know what I mean? It's not names in a hat, what I thought it was going to be. I honestly thought that the draw is just like you would get for like the World Cup when the guy like sticks his hand in a big bowl full of uh, ping pong balls and he pulls one out and goes, Numero 1, and there you go, Field Marshal, Numero 2, St. Lawrence. You know, <laughs> that doesn't happen. So it all gets done on like a merit system and how it was placed the previous year and ugh, it's so confusing. Go and have a look at the RSPBA website. Go and have a look for yourself and try and figure it out for yourself. And if anybody out there can put it in layman terms or even in real dummy language for the likes of us on the show, then please do explain this. We have read this, I don't know, maybe at least a dozen times and it's still confusing. I don't know. Anyway, let's get on to another bit of news. Uh, The World Championship draw as well. Uh, had a little bit of a switcheroo on the 11th of July, not too long after it was published and everything. Uh, the playing requirements apparently changed from that that was originally published on your entry forms. Now, this also threw a little bit of a fly in the ointment. A lot of bands in Grade 3 specifically, a few in Grade 2 as well, I believe, was also changed. Um, But yeah, whenever you put in your entry forms, it said that you had to perform an MSR for qualification. Then, a statement come out from the RSPBA saying, uh-uh, it's not MSR, it's medley. Or they're all the way around. Either way, they performed a little bit of a switcheroo. So which was correct? Your entry form? Or was the website correct? Don't know. So, we have what we have this past couple of days, where people have been relentlessly phoning and ringing the RSPBA headquarters, asking them, what's going on? Because people have been asking us on the Rab Show, uh, Rab, is it MSR or medley for our grade this year? Now, I could put my eggs all in one basket and tell you what I believe it to be, but I would ask you, double-check with the association themselves. You don't want to hit the grass in Glasgow and stand there playing the wrong set. That's just the stuff of nightmares. You know, imagine preparing an MSR, all for qualification, and then suddenly to be told on the line, Eh, lads, we have to play medley. That would just be awful. Awful, awful. So, yeah, please go and check with the association if you are in any way concerned as to what your playing requirements are for the World Championships. That would be my advice. Okay, let's fly on. More piping news. Mr. Jim Kilpatrick. Yeah, the legend. We haven't heard much from Jim Kilpatrick since he hung up the sticks, since he finished playing with Spirit of Scotland, but he will be back at Todd's Bar this year during Piping Live. Oh, my word. Yep, the Jim Kilpatrick Percussion Roadshow will be there at Todd's Bar, Strathclyde University, Monday the 6th of August to Thursday the 16th. So it even kicks off before Piping Life. So there you go. And I think this all runs in conjunction along with Drumming for Drinks as well. That all happens. And we'll get chatting all about that too when we start coming to our Piping Life podcast. Yeah, that's around the corner. 
And for those of you who have any particular uh, events and stuff happening during Pipe and Live that you would like us to talk to, get in touch. Get in touch with us. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you before we get to our Pipe and Live preview. Okay, another little bit of news. Uh, Jim Gilpatrick will be there, of course, and I think it's a free event. You can just turn up and, uh, yeah, speak to the legend himself, buy a pair of sticks and hang out and take selfies. Awesome. Uh, right, another little bit of news story that dropped. STV News in Scotland actually published a lot of drone footage. You know the drone things? That you fly up in the sky, not the ones you blow on a set of pipes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Drone photographs and video footage and stuff of Glasgow Green as it is presently. This was published yesterday, the 17th of July, uh, on their website. And the park, Glasgow Green, is in a very sorry state. Yeah. As I'm sure I've, I, I've been telling you guys, we're in the middle of a hosepipe band. We are getting some incredible inclement weather. It's been so hot and so dry here. It's been awesome (laughs) but um yeah the grass on our ground are certainly not thanking us because the green grass at glasgow green is now brown or like a sandy orangey color yeah glasgow green is not green at the moment so of course the glasgow council are freaking out because they have a massive event to run there namely the world championships but also they have something to run there during in glasgow being the european european athletics or something championship is happening there as well and uh, Glasgow Green is seen as like this huge big venue in the centre of Glasgow. I think like events like Tea in the Park, like big music festivals and things are held here as well as the World Pipe Band Championships. But at the minute, Glasgow Green looks brown. It just looks horrible. Go and have a look at the photographs. We've published them up there on the Rab Show Facebook page. We've published the link and everything to STV News and their drone footage. because It just looks really poor. Now, I think a statement from Glasgow City Council is that the council are furiously working to try and turn that brown grass green. And in some cases, they're actually laying some brand new turf. Yeah, they're actually turning and ripping the whole thing up, digging it all up and laying new grass as a result because of the sheer damage of the dry weather, which is something us here in the UK are certainly not used to. So, hmm, Glasgow Green isn't so green at the minute. Yeah, I'll keep you posted on that one, whether Glasgow Green actually does turn back to green again. Here's hoping, here's hoping, yeah, because it'll be odd. I believe. Anyway, yeah. Let's get on to another little piping live thing, a little story that kind of piqued my interest this last while. And this is a stage play. Yeah, that's like a theatre production. And this is one that really piqued my interest because it wouldn't ordinarily form part of a music festival, but this one does. It's entitled Thunderstruck. Now, yeah, as soon as you hear the title Thunderstruck, you're immediately thinking Gordon Duncan. And yes, <laughs> if you are thinking Gordon Duncan, you are a piping fan and you deserve a pint, my friend. Uh, so yeah, this is a coming-of-age play about heroes, bravery and a bin man, is the tagline. So yeah, it tells the story of piping legend Mr. Gordon Duncan, one of the greatest bagpipers who ever lived, I would argue. And yeah, it has been uh, written and stars uh, Mr. David Colvin. Apparently, he's a piper of note, of course. And plus, on stage with David as well as telling the story about Gordon Duncan and his influence and all of that on the piping world will also be a trad band, a Celtic rock band, a Celtic music band and stuff that will be playing on stage, giving you the full flavour of what it was like to hear the legend himself in concert. So if you're interested at all in seeing this, it's go- yeah, I know I am. 
That's a dead cert. This is actually happening on the Sunday at Piping Life. So maybe not the best of timing, but it's going to be happening at the National Piping Centre on Sunday, the 19th of August. Tickets are available now. Get it on pipinglive.co.uk. Let them know that we sent you, by the way. Uh, tell them you, know, you heard Unwrap Show and you would like to get tickets for this. Because on the Sunday, Sundays at Pipe and Live is always a bit strange. There's a few competitions and stuff happening, like quartets and solo competitions and stuff. And there's like, a, I think it's a memorial concert, I think is one that kind of piqued my interest. But this is one event that I would really love to get to. This is like a sit-down play telling a story of one of the living legends, one of the best legends of all time in the piping world, Mr. Gordon Duncan. Awesome. I would love to see this. So the the show is called Thunderstruck. Go and check it out on pipeandlive.co.uk and look for ticket details. This will be one show you will not want to miss because it's full of music and tunes from the late legend himself and to hear the whole story. As the tagline has me hooked already, the play about heroes, bravery and a bin man. <laughs> awesome. Okay, let's fly on. Now, Today's podcast, as you may have guessed, is Frequently Asked Questions. Now, this and reason I'm doing this is because this last, what, three or four weeks, we've had people constantly messaging the page and emailing in, and most of the emails all follow the same kind of line, as well as all the Facebook messages all follow the same kind of line. So I figured this week we would do kind of like a reintroduction to ourselves and uh, just to tell you who we are and what we do and to answer your questions because you guys seem to love asking questions all about the show rather than piping and drumming but you're really interested in what the rab show does and what the podcast does and all that sort of stuff so hey we'll do a podcast just on that this week and hopefully we'll manage to address all your questions but before we do I did say I was going to talk about the Chanterat guys and yeah I wanted to give them a shout now I am very aware that the Chanterat guys have said on their podcast that they skip a good portion of the Rab Show podcast just to get to Topic of the Week. <laughs> now, if that is the case, and a lot of you guys out there, I'm sure, yeah, I don't know if you enjoy the first half of the show or maybe you don't. Do you skip the first half of the show just to get to Topic of the Week? Do you not care about the resu- results and the news and things that's going on? Please let me know, because this is your podcast. Do you know what I mean? If you would like the podcast to change, if you would like the news and stuff and the results and all that to go away, then let us know. We would love to know your feedback and your opinions, because, yeah, so then we can change and update things. You know what I mean? We've been following sort of the same format now for best part of nearly almost two years now. So, yeah, well, a year and a half at least. So, yeah, this is your podcast, guys. I've said from the beginning, this is the show for the piping folk. So if you guys out there dislike it in any way, then let us know. If you have any kind of, I don't know, feedback for improvement or anything like that, then please get in contact with us. Email us in. BigRabShow at gmail.com. So, yeah, the likes of those Chanterad guys don't have to hit skip. (laughs) But also, speaking of the Chanterad guys... Uh, the Channel Rack guys, at the end of their podcast last week, started a little rumour, or a little story, perhaps, that I may be getting a tattoo on my back. I think this was like a hypothetical uh, conversation where they just asked each other, if Rab was to get a tattoo on the small of his back, what would you make him get? And they suggested all sorts of delightful things. And uh, I can say with pretty good authority that I'm not going to get a tattoo. 
<laughs> as, as disappointing as that may be to a lot of you, but nah, tattoos really just aren't my thing, I'm afraid. Um, I haven't got any tattoos, and I haven't made any plans to get one. Um, so, yeah, apologies. Um, but, yeah, to all of you guys who text in to Fuse FM last night, that was the best crack. <laughs> it was great. So there you go. Right, so thanks, guys, for Chandler Ram Podcast. Now everyone thinks I'm getting a tattoo, and I'm not. <laughs> anyway... Yeah, and on to other news. You guys were asking a load of questions, actually, about the big Grace Note rant. Yeah, the three-way podcast that we're planning to do ahead of the World Championships. Yeah, it's just around the corner. And uh, the World Championships are just around the corner, so as a result, our big three-way podcast is around the corner. I think, for all intents and purposes, this one will be uploaded to the Chandler Rant channel. So if you are not subscribed or following the guys of the Chandler Rant podcast, then go and check them out, because that's where our big three-way podcast will be published there you go now as for ourselves here on the rap show what plans have we got ahead of us yeah we've got loads <laughs> and i'm keeping that all up my sleeve <laughs> no so honestly we have a lot of plans actually rolling forward uh for the rest of this season all the way through the rest of the summer months and then into the winter months we've got so much stuff ahead of us it's ridiculous and if anything if there's any suggestions for topic of the week as well as suggestions on uh, improvements for the podcast anything like that at all if you would like to hear it on the show then email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com we would love to hear from you right that's it. Now time for the chanter rant, guys, to hit pause or even fast forward or whatever. <laughs> it's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. Are you on the lookout for a set of vintage pipes? Then look at Source Bagpipes. Bagpipes ranging from McDougall, Glenn, Stark, McKinnon, McPhee, Henderson, Laurie and Sinclair and many, many more. In addition, brand new set of pipes by Booth and Pettigrew. They have a no-quibble return policy, with 25% deposit securing any set of bagpipes, also offering a full payment plan to be able to pay for your set of pipes over 12 months. Source Bagpipes now have a range of vintage pipe chanters and vintage practice chanters in stock, and are all up on their website, sourcebagpipes.co.uk. Contact Ross for more information. The Harris Kilt Company, based in Belfast in Northern Ireland, can provide you with some of the highest quality Highland wear available in the market. Are you looking for an outfit for a formal occasion, be it a wedding or a formal dinner, or are you outfitting a band? Then Harris Kilt Company are looking forward to hearing from you. Get in contact with them over their social media, on Facebook or on Twitter, or indeed check out their website, harriskilts.com. The Harris Kilt Company can provide you with an outfit right the way from your brogues right the way to your Glengarry. The Harris Kilt Company, 150 Sandy Row, Belfast, or on harriskilts.com. LoneStarPiper.com, the little pipe and drum supply in the heart of Texas. Proud to be firefighter owned and operated. With 10 years in the industry, they are dedicated to providing friendly, professional, personalized service. Featuring many of the most popular brands for bagpipers and drummers, as well as custom kilts and highland wear. Feel free to shoot them an email with questions about custom orders or to get a quote for special pricing on larger orders at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. 
Yes, indeed. <laughs> that was a shout-out to our patrons there. Those guys who have clicked that support button, thank you so much for your support. And if you do so wish, you can help support the podcast too, and our radio show, and our live streaming, and all of that sort of stuff, by going to patreon.com and looking for The Big Rab Show. We have links all up there, where you can click on that support button and help support what we do. Plus... A shameless plug by no means, but why not? Uh, If you want, you can get some Big Rab Show merchandise. You can get your t-shirts, hoodies, all that sort of stuff with the Rab Show logo all over it. And uh, yeah, every single sale goes to help support what we do. Yes, and we're going to get talking about that. So, if you do so wish and you would like to help support what we do on The Rab Show, then head along to therabshow.com, the website, and click on the shop icon, and you can pick up some t-shirts and hoodies, and uh, even embroidered polos, which are kind of sweet, by the way. I really like those. Um, So, yeah, and you pick up your merchandise. There you go, and really help support what we do. Okay! Uh, Hit the microphone stand. That's good, isn't it? Uh, Should have a wee bell. Ding! Okay. Let's move on. I wanted to do this podcast for a number of different reasons. We have found ourselves this last while, especially on social media, on YouTube, uh, not YouTube, sorry, on Twitter and on Facebook, all sorts of questions have been keep rolling in, especially even on our emails too, biggrabshow.gmail.com. We get the same amount of questions on the same sort of topics over and over and over again. And even when I'm out in public at competitions, I get the same questions again from everyone. So... Just to try and address the questions and let you guys know what's happening on the show and to fill you all in as to what happened, happening even. Now, you may be interested, you may not. It is piping related because it's related to our show, our podcast. We've been going for 70 billion odd episodes now. I don't know how many of this is now. I kind of lost count. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. By way of explanation, this is why we're doing this week's podcast. To kind of address everything. Okay? Maybe interesting. It may not. But if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, stay tuned. You may get some information on here that you may be interested in. There you go. Number one question. Top of the pile. The top of the pile. Uh, Hey, Rob, have you ever played? Yeah. I get asked this question at most competitions. And yeah, through lots of emails facebook messages blah 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 is have you ever played in a pipe band and the answer to that question is yes (laughs) i said it in episode one and for those of you in northern ireland especially maybe a lot of you have actually played against me in the piping world and maybe i've played against you (laughs) a lot of you maybe even played with me there you go so yeah have i ever played yes what age did i start playing i started playing when i was age nine i played in bands from all levels of all grades i started in grade well i started actually in grade two when i was nine um but yeah i played from grade 4b and grade 4a i've done all the grades the only grades I haven't played in is Novice Juvenile and Juvenile grades. I haven't played in any of those, but I have played as far as the top flight down to the bottom. So I have done all the grades. Now, I have played in various different bands all around the country here in Northern Ireland. All the bands I've played in have all been Northern Ireland based. So people have been coming up with stories saying that I've been playing for Glasgow Police and on some occasions I've been playing with Fife. Uh, also, I heard stories that I used to play for Dysart and Dundot. No, never did. I uh, also heard some stories that I used to play for Ballycone back in the day. And no, I never played for Ballycone, although that would have been awesome. Um, but yeah, 
To give you my playing history, for want of a better word, I started off in a band from Castle Dawson here in Northern Ireland when I was nine. The Queen Elizabeth pipe band, when they used to compete in grade two. Queen Elizabeth then suddenly folded whenever I turned 13, at which time I joined the Quinn Memorial pipe band in grade two. Then, after a pretty long season in grade two, under Cecil Kenny, pipe major Cecil Kenny, uh, everything again seemed to fall and the band folded so I had plenty of experience of that the Quinn Memorial then went through a series of rebuilding building themselves up from grade 4B to grade 4A where I took over the drum corps I took over the drum corps in grade 4A and I was aged 18 at the time hmm Bit of a struggle. So, I was 18 or 19, I think, at the time. Something like that. So then I managed to bring the Quinn through quite a lot of success. I took them from grade 4A up to grade 3A. And then, for want of a better term, a lot of the players seemed to go elsewhere because the band had found success and a lot of players went to play for higher graded bands. So, we've talked about that before. So, yeah, myself, I went on to play in grade 2 band Eden. Then I went from there to go and play for Ballandary Bridge at the time, who were in grade 1. And for, yeah, spent all season long in the winter with them, learning all the material. Uh, and then, suddenly, band folded. Ballandary Bridge are no more. Then, from Ballandary Bridge, I went to play for Finvoy, Tone Train. Uh, who else did I play for? The Hard Memorial, I think I played. Yeah, the Hard Memorial. Um, and yeah, just a, I can't remember now. There's a bit of a list, <laughs> to be honest. So yeah, kind of hopped around from various different bands for a good while after that. For that period of time, uh, it was kind of a bit disjointed in the piping world ever since Ballandary folded. And uh, yeah, I was a bit lost because I spent a lot of time at Ballandary Bridge really working hard to kind of get out on the grass in grade one and all the rest, and learn all the material and everything, and then for it all to fall flat, it was all very disheartening. But there we go. These things happened in bands. Then what happened? Why am I no longer playing, is the next question. Well, I found that I was playing drum kit as well as playing snare drum and pipe bands, and I actually found that whenever I was out gigging and playing different events and things from playing drum kit, that I really loved doing that, plus I also made money doing that. I played gigs and got paid. So, yeah, I actually found... Not a living, but I did find that playing in kind of the music scene here in Ireland, in Northern Ireland, was quite lucrative. So as a result, uh, paying gigs had to take priority over pipe band gigs that weren't paying and uh, actually costing me money. So I dropped out of pipe bands to concentrate more on my other musical career, uh, playing uh yeah, at various different events with a band called Rightly On. A lot of people know of us. When, yeah, we were... Not famous, but we were kind of (laughs) well-known. We were kind of known as the Northern Irish version of the Chili Pipers, which was kind of awesome. A big compliment. Uh, So, yeah, we were TV, radio, all that sort of stuff, playing big festivals, and we got done quite well for ourselves. But as a result, then rightly on, closed its doors. We had, yeah, took a bit of a hiatus to take a bit of a break because it was getting a bit relentless. It was getting to the point where it was either quit the day job or quit the band. So mm, we all have mortgages. Yeah, so yeah, we had to make the decision, step back from Rightly On, so here we are now, I went from Rightly On and started doing radio. Well, I was actually in radio when I was in Rightly On, and I was doing radio then. Once Rightly On folded, I started taking the radio thing more serious, and I started to focus more on what the Big Rab Show was and what it could be, and you have what we have now. I am still not playing in a pipe band, but concentrating all of my efforts now in radio. And that's what I'm doing with my time. So when I'm asked the question, have you ever played? Yes. (laughs) 
is the answer. Yeah, and I haven't played in a while. I think the last time I actually played with a pipe band uh, was about four years ago. Four or five years, maybe, I think. Yeah, I can't really remember. But do I still practice? Yes. Here. I've got a whole load of drumsticks in front of me, and I'm looking at a pile of drum pads and sheet music. So, yes, I do practice quite a lot still. I do keep the hands moving. So, for those who are asking, will I ever play again? Um... Yes, I will play again, probably, but as to who or where I will go, don't know. Because this radio thing and podcast thing sucks up to so much time, I honestly don't know if I'd be able to commit the time to a band full-time. And that's one thing I want to say for everyone who gives me offers. Oh, you can come and play for us, you can come play for us. That's so flattering, and thank you so much for the offers, I really do appreciate them. Um, But honestly, I would not want to mess the band and the mess the person giving me the offer wouldn't want to mess them around because if I was going to play for a band I would like to fully commit and do it correctly turn up to practice turn up to gigs turn up to competitions whereas if I'm doing this radio thing my time is tied up doing radio shows prep work and believe it or not these podcasts do tick work (laughs) so we'll be doing podcasts and all of that stuff plus I'm sure you guys have seen as well I'm now currently working part-time for the BBC so there you go yeah so whether I'll have time to actually commit to playing, don't know. Who knows? Who knows what the future holds? Well, anyway, let's fly on. The next question then is, how long have you been doing this radio thing, Rab? Well, as I've just said, I've been doing the Rab show now for about six or seven years. And we've been doing the podcast itself now over a year and a half now, I think. Yeah, I think that's... Wow, that's long. So, yeah, that's the question we get asked a lot. And also, why radio? Why do you do a piping show? That's a very good question that I get asked a lot. Why do a radio show all about piping and drumming? Surely you'll run out of stuff to talk about. Well, as you guys are testament to hear or to know, we never run out of stuff to talk about. The piping world is just so full of stuff to talk about every single week. And uh, I know that myself, I get stupidly excited sometimes for competitions and concerts and things like that. So I just love to share that excitement with you guys. So why do we do a show about piping and drumming? Number one, it's because I love it. <laughs> it's my passion it's my bread and butter but bread and butter i absolutely love piping and drumming it's been in my blood since i was born you know (laughs) it's been in my family for generations and over here in northern ireland you cannot walk five steps without bumping into a piper or a drummer so yeah it's one of those things it's in the water here it's just what i know and what i love and because we have such a passion for the music then why not host a radio show and try to share that love and passion of the music worldwide and that's exactly why i'm doing what i'm doing i love to do the radio show i love to do the podcast so then i can talk about what i know and what i love with everyone around the world i know that sounds slushy but that's the honest to god reason that's why we do it okay we got a lot of questions about finances <laughs> we got a lot of questions about finances now i don't take offense to this i do know a lot of people are curious because a lot of people say chickers that radio show of yours is doing okay and that podcast is doing rightly too you must be making a fortune and that's all in the same sentence you must be making an absolute killing here It must be good to be making a living from piping and drumming. And my answer to this question is, I am not making a living from this. 
<laughs> Don't get me wrong. I would love to. Oh, my word. I would love to make a living from this. But no, that just simply isn't possible. I am not making a living from this. And I'm certainly not making a fortune. I don't know why people get this impression. But people seem to think that because we have the podcast and the radio show and all of the social medias and all that there, that we're millionaires. That is simply not the case. So, yeah, whenever people think you're making a ton we're not making anything, is the answer. So, people ask then about financial support from associations. Do we get any help from the piping associations? Uh, that's a very common question. Because we're doing a lot of promotion and coverage and stuff from competitions throughout the season, plus we're promoting events and things that our various pipe band associations are putting up, plus, you know, as well as the ones in the UK, we also get help, you know, we help the guys out in the States as well, advertise concerts and different things. Do we get financial support as a result from the associations? The answer to that question is no. We do not get diddly squat from the associations. We are completely independent. We are not funded by any pipe band association at all. Don't get it twisted. We've had a lot of people out there thinking, oh, you have to say this competition's good because you've been paid by the association. That is absolute nonsense and if anything i got very angry with that person who suggested that in the first place why would i say that a competition was good because i was paid Uh, no (laughs) i i don't know if i think a competition is rubbish i would say that it's rubbish i would honestly yeah i do kind of have that little bit of integrity there where i would like to say that if something's crap i say it's crap but Especially when finance is involved. If somebody pays me to say that something is great, (sighs) frankly, I would step away from it and hand them their money back and say, "Mm, if I'm not happy or if I don't think it's great, then I won't say it's great. Do you know what I mean? So when people say, oh, you're paid by the association to say that this competition is great, I am not paid by any pipe band association. Let's stop that rumor right there before it gets any further. <laughs> I don't know where it came from, but people seem to think that the RSPBA, uh, and especially here in Northern Ireland, are paying us on the Rab Show for all the social media and the promotion and the live streaming. No, that is complete nonsense. We are not getting a penny from the association. Do I have a day job? Yes, I do have a day job. Now, I don't really want to talk much about my day job, but suffice to say, I do have a Monday to Friday, 9 to 5 job that pays the bills, you know, keeps the roof over my head, feeds the kids, keeps the wife happy, pays for my car in the driveway, (laughs) keeps me on the road. So, yeah, I do have a day job. A lot of people are surprised by that because, again, people seem to think because I'm doing the podcast and the radio show, I'm minted, and I must be making an absolute fortune. Now, I have to get this right out the door when we're talking about finances. Us here on the Rab Show team, we are a team. We are a collective of people. It's not just me. It used to be me, however, on my own to begin with, and then I had to bring people in to help because of the sheer volume of work. Now, people ask, are you guys getting paid and you're all making a fortune and look at you, you're all minted? No. All of us on the Rab Show team are all volunteers. We do this all voluntarily. We do not get paid for this. I keep telling people this. We don't get paid. (laughs) We're not cashing a big paycheck at the end of every competition and 
rubbing her hands together going <laughs> all the way to the bank. No, we're all volunteers. Us on the Rab Show, the guys on the field and the ground that does the live streaming, myself included, who produces this show and the radio and all that there. It's all voluntary. All of us commit our own time to doing this. We all, you know, work on our social media. You know, we guys on the Rab Show team work on our Facebook page and our Twitter and all of that sort of stuff to try and produce as much best piping content that we possibly can. And we do it all voluntarily. That's the thing. And I really want to get that across. Uh, you know, people keep thinking that we're getting paid. We really aren't. We're volunteers. So there you go. We're not making any money on this. <laughs> So, there you go. I wanted to get that out there. Okay. Let's fly on. The next question then is, who is on the Rab Show team? Okay. That's an easy question to answer. We have Andrew Shilliday, first of all, of course. Drummer with Tully Lag and Pipe Band. We have his wife, Vanessa, is on there as well. So, hey, Vanessa. And we also have Stephen as well has been helping us a great deal. Stephen, of course, Stephen Russell from the Grace Note Vortex podcast has been helping us out so much this year. It's been awesome to have Stephen on board on the team. He's been helping us out, of course, with our live streams and stuff from across from Scotland. It's just been incredible. So, yeah, and to Andrew as well, who covers most competitions here in Northern Ireland and such. Uh, yeah, the guys on the team, Vanessa, Andrew and Stephen, I don't know where I would be without them. Uh, the Rab Show has grown from something that was very small into something that's so huge that I couldn't handle it on my own. So I had to ask for more volunteers. So I cannot sing the praises of these guys enough. They dedicate so much time uh, and effort themselves and personal finance and all of that sort of stuff and sacrifice uh, just to produce content and stuff for you guys, the pipe and crowd. So, yeah, shout out to the Rab Show team. They really are the best. Um, So, yeah, plenty of respect for all of those guys. So that's who's on the Rab Show team. Uh, who pays them? Uh, no one, as I've just said. No one pays us. Uh, <laughs> no one pays us. Uh, very long and short of it. And uh, yeah, who does your social media is the next question. That's all of us. All of us do the social media. I'm not sure if the guys have access to the Twitter page. Maybe that's just me at the moment. But yeah, all of us do look after the Facebooks and all of that sort of stuff. And yeah, that's all of us on the Rab Show team would look after all of that. So there you go. Uh, yeah, let me see. Next questions. Uh, right, there's a common question that seems to keep coming through, and I want to give you a very clear, brutal answer, and I don't want the question again. <laughs> Will you be live streaming this weekend? Oh my god! Yes, is the answer. We keep getting this question this season, and it, Oh, it's getting so annoying. Will you be live streaming this weekend? Will you be live streaming this weekend? Hey, Rob. Uh, it's the Ulsters this weekend. Are you live streaming? Yes, is the answer. Yes, wholeheartedly, yes. We will be live streaming. I've told you at the beginning. We are covering all season. We are covering every competition here in the UK, in Northern Ireland and Scotland, especially the majors. We will be covering all season so if you're going to ask will you be live streaming this weekend the answer is yes okay have i answered the question all right (laughs) you don't have to ask it again so are you live streaming don't even think about it because rab's already said yes 
So, for those of you who are wanting to know what am I talking about about live streaming, if you aren't aware, on our Facebook page, on the Big Rab Show on Facebook, we live stream events from competitions and all the goings on. We try to cover grade 2 and grade 1 where we can, and we also like to cover the all-important results. So, you guys can watch internationally, regardless of where you are in the world, you can tune in and watch the results and the competition and stuff as it happens. So... That's one of the services we provide here in the Rab Show. It's possibly one of our most popular. So, yeah, if you haven't caught it yet, hey, the Ulsters are this weekend. We will be there in Donner Park in Newcastle, and we will be live streaming. So you can tune in on our Facebook page and catch the action. Now, another common question would be, is can you please film, and then insert name here. So can you please film, are we Jimmy? Can you please film, are we Lucy? Whatever. Can you please film? We get tons and tons of questions asking us to film specific people, specific bands at certain times. We get so many requests asking us to film certain things. On the day of a competition itself, we are incredibly busy. Now, I'm not just saying that to kind of give it like a lame excuse, but we are actually incredibly busy. If we're not running around grabbing interviews with people and saying hi to everyone and all of that sort of stuff, we are doing our best to yeah provide live streaming of grade two, grade one, and results. It's an incredibly busy day, considering that those of us on the Rab Show team are also competitors. Andrew, as like I said, is part of Tully Lagan Pipe Band. He's a drummer with them. And his wife as well is also a piper with Tully Lagan, I think, as well. Yeah. And there we have Stephen from the Grace No Vortex. He's a piper with Dyko Triumph Street. So these guys are active players. These guys are one of you guys. You know what I mean? We're the same piping crowd. We're just fans. So on the day itself, yeah, they have to compete. You know, they have to go and work with their band and try and win prizes as well as work and try and produce amazing live streams for you guys so requests for people to be live streamed and to be filmed and stuff they're nice and we do our best to try and achieve every request but yeah please be aware that competition days are extremely busy and as much as we would love to try and film your wee jimmy or your wee lucy or whoever sometimes that may not be possible so we do run the risk of disappointing people Keep the requests coming, mind you. We do try and uh, film as much as we can on the day. But please bear with us if we don't. Yeah, there you go. Also, another one top of the pile for questions is, can you send me a shirt? Yes, we can. Go to thebigrapshow.com and get one. <laughs> Currently, at the moment, we are making, we are selling to order, if that makes any sense. So once an order comes in, we sell it. We send it to you. Um, so... Yeah, if the order doesn't go through our online store, then it doesn't get printed and it doesn't get sent. That's how it works. So when someone asks, can you send me a shirt? Uh, The answer is, yeah, sure, but you need to go and order it through the site. Now, if you do want to, like, organize, like, special shipping and different things like that, maybe you have a large order. We've recently had a large order there recently where we sold about 10 or 15 shirts, and the postage on it alone was going to work out to be something crazy. So we had to talk to our courier company and everything to see if we could work out a discounted price. And we actually came back and forward with the guy who had the large order, and we managed to work out a bit of a cheaper shipping rate so if that happens and you do have a large order then please get in contact with us at the rab show just mail us in bigrabshow at gmail.com let us know how many shirts and stuff you'd like to order and we'll try and work something out Uh, but otherwise we are selling to order at the minute so once you order them in 
that's when they're yeah that order goes to the printing company and they can get them sent out so yeah can you send me a shirt yeah go to the rabshow.com put them through our system and we can get them ordered for you there you go unfortunately that's not the right answer for a lot of people yeah we don't have a store we don't have an actual shop with shirts all hanging up on a rail somewhere that we can just lift one off and hand it to you it would be awesome if we did but we don't anyway fly on because so many more questions okay these ones should be a little bit more easily answered. Have you got a favourite tune? Yes, I do. And I got slagged for it all the time. And I can just see the messages coming in now. Uh, my favourite tune is The Round Tree. I love The Round Tree. I know a lot of people who laugh whenever I say that. Because a lot of people say, Ah, oh, come on, what about, you know, Pumpkin's Fancy or Tipping Upstairs or 400% or Zitto the Bubble Man or so many amazing tunes. And yeah, they're all great. I do love them. Even some Peabrook tunes as well. You know, my favourite Peabrook, Lament for the Children, by the way, in case anyone's wanting to know. I've, <laughs> I've got so many other favourite tunes, ones that I really like. But my go-to tune, whenever I'm whistling, humming, just subconsciously, for some reason, I always go to the round tree. It's one of my favourite tunes. I believe it sounds awesome when it's played fast, but also when it's played slow. I think, yeah, it's one of those really versatile tunes. I've also heard it play in jig and real time. Which is, yeah, it sounds pretty awesome. So that's one of my favourite tunes. You can all laugh at me if you want. But yeah, my favourite tune is The Round Tree. Have I got a favourite band? Now, for me, working in radio, especially in the podcasting land as well, I do have to remain semi-impartial and can't say, oh yeah, I love these guys and I love these guys and I love these guys. Right. Because then people think that I'm being biased and singing this band's praises. But I'll be brutally honest. Yes, I do have a favourite band. However, I will have to prerequisite this. I have two favourite bands. Yeah, for different reasons. I love Field Marshall Montgomery. That's not a secret. <laughs> I think everyone knows that. I'm a bit of a massive Field Marshall fan. Been a fan of Field Marshall now since early 90s when I was like 11 or 12 I remember getting the debut CD and then having to record it on the cassette to get so I could play it on my Walkman because uh, I didn't have a fancy portable CD player so that debut CD was nearly played within an inch of its life and same for the cassette as well and so yeah Field Marshal were my jam Field Marshal were just they, they were my band and then to be honest I also love St. Lawrence Atul. And I know, I know, you're all laughing, saying, Rab, get off the fence. But hear me out. Field Marshal Montgomery were my band, definitely my band. But St. Lawrence Atul, for me as a drummer, I love St. Lawrence Atul's drumming. Now, I don't know anyone out there in the piping world who will disagree with me. I love Field Marshal cannot fault their big big sound that field marshal just machine man it's just awesome but for me as a drummer i love st lawrence's drumming something about stephen Crichton's drum core uh, drum cores i should say from throughout the years every one of them has just been a pleasure to listen to there's just something about stephen's style and his approach to the music that really i don't know it gets under my skin and gives me that goosebumps feeling you know Anyway, I don't know what it is, but whenever I listen to St. Lawrence's drum corps, regardless of the tune or the set, for some reason I get that hair in the back of the neck kind of thing. Oh, that's amazing. So St. Lawrence's drum corps, ding, yes, I have a favourite band, yes, but I have to split it in two. I love Field Marshal, they are definitely one of my favourite bands, 
But St. Lawrence's drum corps, wow. So, yeah, there you go. I've put myself in a corner. You guys can all shout abuse at me now if you wish. (laughs) Have I got a favourite piper? Now, that's an incredibly difficult question. Have I got a favourite piper? Yeah, I do have a favourite piper. And again, I'm going to put myself in one corner here in a pigeonhole. But I love Fred Morrison. This may not come as a surprise to a lot of you. You all know that I'm a massive Fred Morrison fan. I just think the guy is a legend in the piping world. I really do. Some people uh, kind of think Fred is underrated. I honestly believe that too. Fred Morrison is an incredible musician. If you haven't listened to Fred Morrison, I don't know where you've been. Especially if you're listening to this podcast. How can you call yourself a piping fan and not know who Fred Morrison is? For shame. Yeah. For me, has to be Fred Morrison, would have to be my favourite piper. If I was going to listen to a solo piping album of any kind, and if it wasn't Gordon Duncan, I would be listening to Fred Morrison. There you go. Have I got a favourite drummer? A favourite drummer is a difficult question, to be honest, because my favourite drummer has sadly passed away. Probably one of the most influential drummers of my age uh, was the late Gavin Bailey. Gavin Bailey, of course, was lead drummer of Monkstown Mosley Pipe Band back in the early 90s. Now, for me, whenever I was still kind of learning, I was actually competing against Monkstown Mosley in grade 2 at the time. And as much as I hated Monkstown Mosley because they beat us every week, I could watch their drum corps and sit back and go, wow, I want to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? The drum corps I was playing, and don't get me wrong, were pretty awesome. We st- we did stand our own. We actually managed to beat Monkstown a couple of times. Not every time, but a couple of times. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the legend that was in charge of that drum corps, the late Gavin Bailey, was such a drumming legend. He was very famous here in Northern Ireland drumming circles, and I really looked up to him. And even his drum scores today are still astounding to me. They really have stood the test of time. And even now, you can listen to them and still think they're pretty edgy. So, yeah, for me, my favourite drummer, I don't want to give the typical answer and say Jim Kilpatrick because that's too easy. Everyone loves Jim. But, yeah, for me, it has to be Gavin Bailey. So, there you go. It's a bit of a strange answer. A lot of you guys, I'm sure, out there may not know who Gavin Bailey is. If not, please Google him. Go and search on uh, YouTube. There's tons of recordings and stuff up there of Monkstown Mosley Pipe Band when Gavin was in charge of the back end. He'd done some incredible things with that drum corps. So, yeah, for me, Gavin was an inspiration and continues to be an inspiration in my plan. There you go. Okay, that was a bit of a heavy topic of the week this week, wasn't it? Tons of questions coming in from you guys, and these seem to be quite common. The ones that keep coming through. Also, the questions that keep coming through is what does the future hold for your show? Where is the Big Rab Show going? Now, as I'm sure you're aware, very recently I started working part-time for the BBC, presenting a show called Kintra, which is a brand new Ulster Scots magazine show uh, showing everything to do with the language, the culture and the music and the history and all of that sort of amazing stuff all to do with Ulster Scots culture here in Northern Ireland. And I am so chuffed to bits to be a part of this show. If you haven't heard it yet, you can go and check it out on the BBC iPlayer. Just type in Kintra. It's K-I-N-T-R-A. And the radio show is up there on the iPlayer. You can go and listen to it. I think there's three episodes currently. Uh, but you can go and listen and catch up because we're now three episodes in. Uh, so yeah, every Sunday here in Radio Ulster in Northern Ireland, the show gets broadcast out. And 
I cannot tell you how awesome it is to be a part of this and to be working with the BBC and all of that. Just incredible. Um, But yeah, as a matter of concern, all the listeners of The Big Rab Show on Fuse FM and you guys on the podcast, you've been sending messages in of concern, asking me, now you're working for the BBC, does this mean no more Big Rab Show? Does this mean the podcast will go? Does this mean no more two hours on Fuse FM every week? Well, the answer to that is no. The podcast is still going, still going strong. And yeah, the Fuse FM show is continuing to go from strength to strength. We've actually had a couple of real clinking shows this last couple of weeks. Um, A lot of debate on there, a lot of real hot topics, all discussed with live listeners. It's been really, really interesting. If you haven't listened to our live show on Fuse, by the way, please do. Go along to thebigrabshow.com. There's a Listen Live link on there. And Tuesday nights, 7 p.m. in UK, so you can work that out for your own local time. Uh, But 7 p.m. in the UK, if you click on that Listen Live uh, tab on our website, you can listen to The Big Rab Show for two hours worth of bagpiping goodness, chat, debate, and everything. So if this podcast isn't enough for you podcast listeners, you can head over to Fuse FM and catch us live every Tuesday. There you go. So, will the Rab Show be going anywhere? No. Will the podcast be going anywhere? Definitely no. I don't even know where people are getting that impression. (laughs) We're still battering away, talking about what we love. So, do we get paid a fortune? No, we're volunteers. We are fans, just like you guys. You know what I mean? We are on the grass, in the middle of the crowd with the rest of you. We are certainly not getting preferential treatment by the associations. We are not getting paid to say anything. We're, you know, we're not getting, I don't know, subsidies and things. Uh, You know what I mean? We're not sitting in the VIP tent eating cucumber sandwiches. We're in the beer tent supping pints of Guinness with the rest of you. We are just like you guys. Do you know what I mean? The only difference is, is that we're trying to film things for everyone else who can't make it. So, yeah, whenever people talk about finances... Yes, we have a Patreon. We have our merchandise. And all of that really does help support what we do. Whenever it comes to travel to events and cell phone data, don't even get me started on the amount of cell phone data we have used this year and how much that has cost. We've also invested in a lot of new gear. You're actually listening to the podcast right now recorded through a brand new I'm just tapping it. I don't want to break it. A brand new sound recorder, which is awesome. I'm sure you guys have noticed a bit of a change in the sound quality. Uh, we've invested in new microphones and uh, all stuff for the live streams, like tripods and different like handles and stuff so the camera doesn't shake. All sorts of stuff is getting reinvested back into the show. So every penny that's being raised through the sales of merchandise, through the sales of uh, our Patreon, not, not even sales, you guys clicking the support button on Patreon. Everything that is coming through financially from you guys supporting what we do helps in what we do. We're getting it reinvested back in. So it's covering our bills for our cell phone data. It's covering our petrol and parking costs to venues and entry fees and all of it. Because believe it or not, we do have to pay entry fees like everybody else. We don't get into stuff for free. Um, so, yeah, we, you know, all of the finances that are raised through our fundraising and the Rab Show really does help everything that we do. And every piece of support that you guys lend 
I cannot say thank you enough. For all of you who've been ordering our merchandise this last couple of weeks, uh, you've kept me insanely busy. I almost feel like a warehouse uh, clothing distributor right now. Uh, But thank you to everyone who's been buying the merchandise and clicking on the support button on Patreon and all of that sort of stuff. It really does help uh, the show. We, yeah, cover out all the costs. And people ask about G1. G1 is our sponsor. Yes, G1 came along from day one and loved the idea of the podcast and decided to help us out with our online bills. So it's awesome. When I say at the start of every show, shout out to the guys at G1 to keep the lights on here. G1 are literally paying our online hosting fees for our podcast, for online stuff to do with our website and everything. Because all of this stuff does not come cheap. It doesn't come for free. So the guys at G1 have said that they want to help. And uh, yeah, so we can have the podcast and chat all about the cool stuff. Now, if that means we have to give G1 a bit of a shout at the start and the end of the podcast because they're awesome, then I'm more than happy to do that. Now, so there we go. I have to say, G1 products actually, like I have been plugging on every single podcast since you, since day one, G1 are quite awesome. There are a lot of bands out there who play G1 products. A lot of guys out there are asking me, do I actually really like G1 or am I being paid to say that? I will be brutally honest with you. I do like G1. Okay, and I'm not being paid to say that. <laughs> G1 products are played by bands around the world. I know I've already said that hundreds of times. And yeah, bands like the Chili Pipers. I know guys like Ross Ainsley, Ali Hutton, some of the biggest pipers in the world, some, you know, uh, all around the world. You know, at some time down the line, they have tried and played G1 products. Uh, yeah, be it the Chanders or the Reeds or a combination of the two. There's bands all around the world who play them as well. And all have varying different degrees of success. Some manage to go on and win championships. Uh, it's like you heard of with the World Championships last year. Some bands were playing the Reeds or Chanters or both. And all of those competition winning bands. Or, yeah, you know, I don't know. A G1 for me is an amazing product. It's one that kind of is cutting edge and forward thinking, I believe. So, yeah, it's just awesome to have G1 being a part of the show and helping support what we do because, honestly, they do keep the lights on here. So a lot of people do ask about the sponsorship and do we make an absolute fortune from G1? The answer is no, they are helping pay our internet bill. And that's basically it. (laughs) There you go. That was kind of a personal podcast to be honest answering a lot of very common questions that we get if you have any further questions about the rab show or the podcast or any of that sort of stuff who knows we may do another podcast like this but we figured we've came this far and you guys have been asking so many questions about the show we figured we would answer them so we took a bit of a risk hey ho there you go we hope that was a good enough podcast for you this week And uh, yeah, best of luck everyone at the Ulster Championships this weekend at Donner Park in Newcastle. It's going to be a great competition, man. I cannot wait. For those of you who can't go to Donner Park, however, don't worry. We have you covered. Get onto the Rab Show Facebook page. We will be live streaming from Grade 2 and Grade 1 and their all-important results. Plus anything else we can capture on the day, like drum majors, maybe Grade 3, Grade 4. Who knows? We'll capture what we can on the day. Tune in on our Rab Show Facebook page for action as it happens. Now... If you haven't already, please do click that subscribe button on the podcast or that follow on Podbean. It really does help a lot. Um, Plus, you can give us an all-important rating or even drop a comment if you like this particular episode or not. 
yeah, it really does help, uh, especially uh, yeah, when it comes to people noticing us on iTunes or on Podbean and stuff. It shows that yeah, people are interacting and all that. As far as charts and that are concerned, I'm not really too concerned about charts. Um, but yeah, being visible so we can let more piping people know about our amazing piping world. So yeah, if you do like what you hear, please share it with your mates. Tell, us, tell them all about our wee show, The Big Rab Show. And yeah, get them in contact with us. Right. That's it for the rap show this week. It's been a long one, but yeah, figured we had to address a lot of commentary coming in from you guys. So, hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Good luck at the Ulsters this weekend, and we will see you next week on the rap show podcast. Well, that's it for another big rap show podcast. Many thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads, raising the benchmark throughout all the grades. Winning 8 out of 9 possible world championship performances, G1 reads are played by bands around the world, producing that quintessential tone. If you don't believe me, just listen to our current world champions in Vararian District. Until next time guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rap Show Podcast. All the best. <laughs>